Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Become a Patreon supporter of this very show. of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. It has been quite hot outside. I'm done living in the <laughs> South. I'm done. I'm cooked. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. See, this is just one of the multiple reasons why we should move. Yeah, I want to move. Let's move. Let's I mean, it's that. You've got all the, the bugs especially the mosquitoes. Yeah. You've got the threat of hurricanes because we've already had like 30. Yeah. And it's not even the end of July. So it, it's, yeah, I was, I mentioned this, you know, before we started, but the other day I walked outside to get my mail. When I walked back in my house, I was already sweating. Dude, it's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It just like, it's even bad, like in the shade, but if you walk out in the sun, it literally feels like, like you're being personally attacked by the sun. It's it's almost uh, disrespectful how hot it is outside. It's like the sun from Mario Brothers 3 took over. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Has it been raining a lot in Biloxi? Yes. It's been it's raining. It's rained here almost every day. Which sucks because when the sun does come out, it's super humid. And yep. it's just like you're living in a giant steam bath, so it sucks even worse. Yeah, it rained here today, I think, from like 10 o'clock in the morning to like 3 in the afternoon. Mm. It, it's been like that almost every day. I don't. It didn't rain on Sunday, I think, here, but 
it's like almost every day, like the last week or two, it has. Yeah. So I've just been honestly that in the heat. I've just been staying inside, and I don't go outside unless yeah. I have to. Unfortunately, I have to work in the heat, so I can't take it anymore. So yeah, I'm ready to move. Sucks. I'm ready to move far, far away from here. <laughs> Me and you both, sir. Yeah. So what's up? What's new with you? Anything? Anything new we want to talk about before we go into news? Um, not too much. I mean, honestly, the last couple of weeks have been pretty, you know, pretty substandard for the most part. I mean, you know, working, you know, Thursday through Saturday and working during the day, the other days of the week and just doing my other show and playing a couple of video games. Other than that, like it hasn't really been an eventful couple of weeks. Yeah, I got this new game on the uh, the switch the other night that I've been wanting to tell you about. It's called, I think it's called Goblin Sword. Um, Sounds interesting. It is, uh, it's on sale right now for like $2. And it's awesome. I played it the other night and couldn't put it down. And it's all I've been thinking about is playing it. And like, it's just because the controls feel so good. And it's kind of like a treasure. It's one of those games where you go through the level and you have to find all the treasure chests and all the, the jewels and all that kind of stuff. And you get money, you find coins, and then you uh, go to the shop and you upgrade your armor and your weapons and your, you know, your trinkets and all that kind of stuff. And it's so ridiculously addicting. I think you would very much like it. Only $2? Yep. Two bucks. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. Even when it's not oh, on sale, I think it's only like four ninety nine or something like. Oh, that. that's that's not bad either. Yeah, I, I will awesome. say this, not to cut you off, but they did add. You know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They did add Donkey Kong Country to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have been playing that. I love that game. Yeah, we've actually been playing it on the Super Nintendo the last few weeks, and uh, such a good game. Yeah, I just I like playing it on the original controller. I mean, I just I can't. It's hard to play those old games on the the Switch without a proper D-pad, unless you have the the, the light, I guess. Yeah. I need yeah, a proper I can see that. I need a proper D-pad to play those old games. No, I, I, that's understandable. But yeah, I think no, my, other... my, I think my next review is going to be that uh, Goblin Sword game. So definitely go pick it up because I've been having a blast with it. No, definitely. I still have to decide what bad game I want to review next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I should pick for you. Hmm. I mean, I'm okay with that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you know what's a really bad Super Nintendo game you could play? Or no, not, not Super Nintendo. Nintendo 64. Uh, Mission Impossible. I have I didn't it. Even know there was, it. I is didn't even know there was a Mission Impossible game. Horrible. It's terrible. Like, it's one of the worst N64 games I've ever played. That might be it, because <laughs> there are a couple of Sonic Game Gear games that are really bad, but I feel like I've beat the the Sonic course to death <laughs> on the show over the last year or so. Uh, wish we lived closer. I would just, I would just let you have it. <laughs> right, here, I don't know this, if I would accept it. Take this piece of crap. <laughs> Uh, I'll just leave it on your doorstep. Yeah. Whenever I'm done with it, I would just kick it over into the, the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Mixmaster said he he played it too. And uh, Axe, oh Axe Blade's here. What's up, Axe Blade? He said Sweet. that game is bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. I'll I'll do that. I will review Mission Impossible for the N sixty four next. I don't week. know if you're gonna last. You, um, let's take a bet. Uh, everyone that listens to the show uh, and Rampage isn't here yet. He'll be here in a bit probably. But uh, w- what do you think, Derek? Will drop out faster. Superman 64 or Mission Impossible? You lasted what 15 minutes and that about was 15 my minutes, yeah. You may last less than that on Mission Impossible. Is it worse than Superman 64? Uh, it's about the same level. Ooh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like my weekend set. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm ready to move into the news. What about you? Yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about. I really want to talk about this first story. Here we go. It's news time. From ArsTechnica.com, huge apparent leak unearthed Nintendo's prototype history, unused designs for Mario, Pokemon, Star Fox, and more see the light of day. A massive leak of apparent Nintendo source code is giving gamers a rare, unauthorized look at Nintendo's development process Dating back to the Super Nintendo era, a massive trove of files first posted to 4chan Friday and quickly dubbed the GigaLeak includes compilable code and assets for the Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and Nintendo 64, uh, and Mario, Mario Kart, Zelda, F-Zero, and Pokemon series. Hidden among that code is a bevy of pre-released art and sound files that have never seen the light of day, as well as fully playable prototype versions of some games. Um, let's see, it said there was an early Star Fox 2 leak, um, a, a version of Super Mario 64 with Luigi. They actually took the source code and and built Luigi. I saw that on Twitter the other day. Uh, yep. a, a different looking Yoshi for, Yoshi, for Yoshi's Island. Um, an original prototype named Super Donkey featuring a Rayman-style character um, in Yoshi's Island. I guess that's what it was supposed to be before it became Yoshi's Island. Um, and just, like, a treasure trove of of stuff in this data leak. Yeah, there was an early sprite design for, you know, what would have been Link, because you can see yeah. he's very clearly holding a sword and shield. Uh, this is big. This yeah. is actually a, a really big story just because of the sheer amount of stuff that has been released. And the fact that Nintendo hasn't commented on it points at its authenticity, which, I mean, I, I don't think anybody would go to the links to fake the sheer amount of stuff. Yeah. And it's crazy that they keep all this information in one place. Like, does Nintendo not know how the internet works? Like... Why well, do you keep if all you look at their stuff, online service, why are you keeping all this stuff in one place? I don't get it. Yeah, it's we talk about this every now and then on the show, but it's like Nintendo will make one smart decision followed by two <laughs> really dumb decisions, and this is one of the really dumb decisions. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to look and see, you know, what Nintendo had, and we would have never seen this stuff at all, probably ever. Because Nintendo keeps this stuff under lock and key, um, especially looking at some of the the unused Yoshi prototypes. I don't know if you ever if you saw some of those. Um, mm-hmm. Some of those were, 
I, I mean, I'm happy with the Yoshi we got, but some of the other ones were kind of, were way more. I wouldn't say menacing looking, but way more dinosaur looking. Yeah, um, I think the design they ultimately went with for Yoshi was the right call, just because he looks more kid friendly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was a Pilot Wings prototype called Dragonfly. Uh, that was previously seen only in grainy magazine shots, and it's it's crazy because like they, there was a lot of um, old developers and stuff, you know, that wrote some of this code that didn't know this stuff existed. Like st- they they thought this stuff was was wiped or you know like uh, just trashed. They didn't know this stuff still existed. Another cool thing, too, is a version of Star Fox 2 with previously unseen characters. Yeah. One of the characters is human. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Which is nuts. I was like, that uh, just doesn't look right. Yeah. Like, uh, humans don't exist in the Lilat system. Yeah. <laughs> High-quality voice samples from Star Fox 64, F-Zero X, and Super Mario 64 before they were compressed to fit on relatively small N64 cartridges. Man, it's crazy. Just the sheer amount of information. Like, I, I hope Nintendo learns from this, and I hope too that because of this, they learn that there is a this stuff's part of history. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not only Nintendo history, history, but video game history, and this stuff needs to be archived in some way that's accessible that people can just go and look, look at. You know. There's Rampage. He just Rampage. Uh, my biggest regret from this whole thing is we never got Super Donkey. Yeah, <laughs> Super Donkey. And in the morning, oh, I'm making waffles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our next story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. The Funkey S is a handheld console that fits on your keyring, and I love. The little headline. What is this? A handheld for ants? Yeah, this thing is so tiny. I know you, you Zoolander fans will will get that. <laughs> um, the impossibly dinky retro handheld Funky S is close to finishing its Kickstarter run and has raised an impressive 124,000 pounds so far, and it's easy to see why. This diminutive handheld system is small enough to fit onto your bunch of keys, yet it runs Game Boy. Game Boy Advance, SNES, and even PlayStation titles. It even comes with a sensor which detects when the console is closed, so gameplay is automatically suspended and the unit is powered down. Boasting dimensions of uh, 42.5 by 44.5 by 13.8 millimeters and powered by an ARM Cortex-A7 running a 1.2 gigahertz, the FunKey S is built around open-source hardware and software. So how would you even play this thing? So it reminds me actually of a skit from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, with the tiny phone. Yeah, with Will Ferrell. It does. Uh, that, like instantly when I saw the photo, I just instantly pictured Will Ferrell just slowly yeah. opening up the phone and just. That's so good. That's exactly what I thought too when I first looked at this picture. I was like, man, this thing is tiny. Like, how would you even see to play on this thing? I don't know. And longtime listener Brandon Rutledge is in the chat room tonight. Yes. Yeah, I, I echo Rampage's sentiment. We got a good group tonight. Yeah, we do. And Mixmaster had a shot of cake vodka. I didn't even know that was a thing. Ooh, I don't know if I can handle that. 
<laughs> I would probably be passed out because I would like if it tastes like cake. Yeah, I'm drinking half the bottle and I will probably <laughs> sleep for three days. Uh, for our next story from thegamer.com, retro gaming's detail. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Zangief was nerfed because one player was too good with him. Um, game producer Yoshiki Akamoto, a man with 38 years of industry experience, recently answered several interesting questions about the original Street Fighter 2. Um, perhaps the most interesting of all was the revelation that at one point Zangief was the strongest character in the game. Um, let's see, uh, Okamoto describes an arcade, uh, named Chateau EX and Kayabashi, I cannot read tonight, Kayabashi, and a player would frequent the spot known around the local gaming community as the Zangief Expert. This arcade was used to assess the game's performance in an arcade setting. The developers were looking for information that could be used to better balance the final version for the release, since trying to update, um... Arcade cabinets around the world would be a monumental task in the in the release, a post-release. Um, Zangief was the most problematic character because no matter how many changes the developers made to tone down the wrestler, uh, the one expert would win all the time. Uh, the de developers sent their staff to monitor this player, taking notes about his playstyle and timing matches. At one point, one of these employees monitoring the situation called in to report that the player had won an unbelievable 85 times in a row. Uh, upon hearing the, no the news, the developers were not entirely surprised because at his core, Zangief allowed players to suck opponents in and repeatedly execute a series of throws. Um, so they pretty much, just because this player was too good, they went in and pretty much stripped him down to the Zangief that we all na now know and love. Yeah, they, they put the kibosh on that. As they like to say. I mean, for some reason, I'm surprised that we're just now hearing a story about this. Yeah. About there being, like, a, a gamer who's too good with a certain character from, like, a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat. So they have to go in and make them less powerful. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't as easy to do back then. I mean, you know. Not like yeah. they could patch stuff through the internet. They didn't have anything hooked up to the internet back then. And now you know why I'm not very good at fighting games. Yeah, Brandon, if you yeah. guys do a drinking game based on me trying to pronounce Japanese names, you'd all be drunken on the floor <laughs> by the end of the news segment. The chat room would be dead. Mm-hmm. Let's see, for our next story, these come to us courtesy of I Am The Rampage. This is from IGN. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 gets a release date. Paramount has announced its plans to release Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in theaters on April 8th, 2022. Ben Schwartz, who voiced the titular Blue Blur in the first movie, confirmed on Twitter that the video game movie sequel will speed onto the big screen in less than two years. Though no further details about the Sega Sonic-oriented project have been revealed at this time. This calendar date confirmation for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes shortly after reports surfaced that a sequel was in development. Jeff Fowler, who helmed the 2020 film, is expected to return to direct from a script written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, who also co-wrote the first movie. Uh, the original live-action movie set a record for the most successful video game movie debut of all time. Racing past its initial predictions of 40 to 45 million, 
to bring in an estimated 57 million at the US box office and 100 million globally. That's a lot of money. And it's nuts because this was like the last big movie to come out. I think this and onward. Yeah, this was before the, last the pandemic movie. hit. This was the last movie I saw before COVID hit. Yep, same. And it's still been doing very well on uh, video on demand. Yeah. I figured 2022 would be uh, when they would release a second one. But uh, if COVID doesn't go away anytime soon, they won't have a lot of time to uh, do a, you know initial uh, filming, principal photography, before they could get to do all the, the CGI stuff. So that's really, when you think about it, it's not a lot of time. It's not even two full years from now. Well, especially when you think of the stories coming out that theaters possibility may not open back until next year. Yeah. I've heard that. And then I've heard that tenants going to be released at the end of August uh, internationally, and then will come out in the United States over Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I know. But I mean, things just keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back repeatedly. So mm-hmm. Who honestly knows when? I mean, I'm I'm glad they have at least set a date for it. I mean, we all kind of knew that after the success of the movie that, you know, it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. As far as a sequel goes. But I, I'll be, I mean, if we're able to go in theaters, I will definitely be there opening weekend. Yeah, same here. I miss going to the movies. I, I It's killing me because I, I would have already been to like 30 movies by this time. <laughs> I was actually the the interview I'm releasing this week for my show. We were talking about you know things that we miss doing uh, due to the pandemic, and my number one thing is going to a movie theater. Yeah, the popcorn, the candy. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, Mixmaster brings up a uh, a little uh, Nerd Cave retro nugget. Episode 200 of our show coming before too long. I know what 12 more episodes. Yeah, we still got to figure out what we're going to do for it. I know. I want to get Howard Phillips on. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to do. That would be great. Yeah. But for that would our be, last... That would oh, be so cool. Uh, for our last story, this is also from uh, I Am The Rampage. From IGN.com, Mega Man live-action film is still happening, and big news is coming soon. Uh, while it's been a while since we've heard any updates on the live-action film based on Mega Man... Directors Henry Jost and Ariel Shulman have confirmed that it's still happening and that big news should be coming soon. Um, Jost and Shulman were asked about the Mega Man film they've been attached to since 2018. Um, I also asked if it was true that Project Power writer Matson Tomlin was on board to write a script. That is true, Jost answered. We had just a great time working with Matson on Project Power that we invited him in to help us out with Mega Man. We're super excited about it. I think we're going to have some big news about it soon. I can't say all that much right now, but it's a project very near and dear to our hearts, and we're psyched. So what do you think? you think they can pull off a Mega Man movie um, in the same vein of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? I was going to say that you know I got my good Sonic movie. And I hope you get your good Mega Man movie. Yeah, that'd be nice. But I don't know if Mega Man is the cultural, is known culturally as much as uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is, though. True, but I mean, you have those, you have those classic like Nintendo fans that 
will recognize Mega Man. And I mean, if the trailer looks good, it's it's going to sell people to watch the movie. Yeah. I I've said this for years, but the video game movie genre, it's like the comic book movie genre. It just needed one. Yeah. One good movie to open the floodgates. And now look, we've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. Now with the success of Sonic, let's hope that Mega Man and any other video game adaptations will have that same success. Yeah, because I can't watch any more uh, Double Dragons or Super Ooh. Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mixmaster asks, who would play Dr. Wily? Hmm. Jim Carrey. <laughs> I was going to say, have Jim Carrey just do do both. Uh, I don't know. Who would be a good Dr. Wily? Hmm. Is Dr. Wily more of a goofy character, or is he more of like a darker type of scientist? Um, he's a little bit of both. I, okay. I th- he's more of a evil Doc Brown type of character. Okay. I'm, why not um, Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, why not? Why not? By the way, I not to get off on a tangent, but I, I've been watching the Back to the Future trilogy again. Uh-huh. I watched part two for the first time in probably close to 10 years. Because um, all three of them were on Netflix. I remembered like the last time I watched it, I wasn't too big a fan of it. Uh-huh. But watching it again I'm like it's really not a bad movie. I mean no. it's not as good as the original but it's, it's got a, some fun moments. It's a good middle section. I mean that's all it needs yeah. to be. I mean it it doesn't hold up because you know they didn't put it far enough into the future. I mean we're already beyond 2015 and of course we didn't get, you know, self-drying jackets and self-lacing shoes and uh hoverboards and hover cars and all the cool shit that was in the movie, but it still holds up as a a middle section of a, a larger story. Yeah. Oh, Mixmaster nailed it. Mark Hamill should play Dr. Wily. Yes. Perfect. Like, nailed it. I'm totally behind that. And then Brandon Rutledge says episode 200 should be the roast of Nerd Cave Retro. <laughs> I'm down for that. Hey, I've already been roasted once. <laughs> But uh, I'm down to do it again. Uh, the Mega Man fan movie. Uh, Rampage said the Mega Man fan movie wasn't bad. Wasn't good, but wasn't bad. Cool for its time. I don't remember the Mega Man fan movie. Yeah, I didn't know there was a fan movie. Check that out. Yeah. Is it on YouTube? Because if it is, I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> but uh, But let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history. June 19th of 1983, Cinematronics releases, doesn't that sound like a band? The Cinematronics uh, releases Advanced Microcomputer Systems Dragon's Lair, the third Laserdisc video game, and the first in the American market. Now I just want a single by the Cinematronics. I don't even care anything about Dragon's Lair. Yeah, I like that. That's an awesome name, Cinematronics. Yeah, that is. Uh, Laserdisc, that's a medium that I've never used. 
Not. I've never used a laser disc. I haven't either. I had some family that had laser disc. I actually the only movie I've ever seen on laser disc was uh, Escape from New York. I remember having to flip it halfway through. Yeah. July 14th, 1993, Super Mario All-Stars is released for the Super Nintendo in Japan. One of the best titles yes. for the Super Nintendo, actually. Actually, yeah. If you, if, you, if you have a Super Nintendo and you don't have All-Stars, like that's the number one cart you should have. Yeah, if you, if you can only have five, you got to have Mario All-Stars. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I, and I loved playing the original you know, NES games, but I really loved the, like, the remastered that they did for, like, Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. Oh, yeah, they look great. Plus, I mean, you get Super Mario World on there with it. You get the Lost Levels. You get everything on that cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon says Dragon's Lair, overdue for a review on NCR, but which one would we review? Because I don't... Uh, the original arcade game, which we'd have to get a ROM for, or do we play the Dragon's Lair Super Nintendo port that was absolutely god-awful? I can already tell you that was a a 1 out of 10. (laughs) Uh, That could be another nomination for my review next week. Maybe. Maybe you should do uh, Dragon's Lair for the Super Nintendo. I mean, Brandon Rutledge says it's overdue. See, he says, I have the Wii port of the LaserDisc game along with the second game and Space Ace. Oh, Space Ace is terrible, too, on uh, Super Nintendo. Those games did not make good ports to, uh, to the uh, home consoles. I mean, they weren't great arcade games to begin with. They just they looked good, but they were yeah. hard to play. They weren't really games. They were just more... Um, what would you s- classify those type of games as? Like quick, quick time, like all they were were quick time games. I would call them bad. Yeah, uh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, let's see, July twenty sixth of nineteen ninety six, Taito and Acclaim release Busta Move Two Arcade Edition. For the Sega Saturn and PlayStation, it's the first home version of the popular arcade puzzle game. I love Bust a Move. It's one of my Same. most favorite uh, Super Nintendo games, uh, arcade games. I used to um, work at a restaurant where they had a Bust a Move arcade game. I must have put at least $1,000 worth of quarters into that machine the entire time I worked there. Back at the old dentist office that I used to go to as a kid, they had two arcade cabinets, and one of them was Bust a Move. Yeah. And I played a ton of that. It's so great, fun. Great game. It's one of the most addicting um, game sort of mechanics that I've ever played. And it's one of those things that you can just... like. It, it's not that complicated to play. And next thing you know, like three hours have gone by. Yeah, exactly. It's it's nuts. I, I love Bust a Move. Rampage said it's more like a modern day walking simulator, um, or like the Telltale Walking Dead or Batman games. But I would say the Telltale games are great because they're more like you have different decisions that you can make. 
you uh, you basically it, it's like a choose your own adventure story almost. But uh, but yeah, the uh, no, it, there it's I wouldn't even compare it to those because I love those Telltale games. I haven't played any of them. I want to play the Batman one though. I haven't either. I want to play that one. I did play the Walking Dead games though. I heard the Walking Dead games were really good. Yeah, they are. They're great, but you have to be in a mood to play those games because you got to do some questionable stuff <laughs> in those yeah. games, especially the second one. Rampage beat me to it. Thanks, y'all. Now I have the damn Busta Move music <laughs> in my head. You yeah. mean the music from the game or the the Young yeah. MC song? <laughs> if you want it, you got it. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a chill... July of 1998, Heart of Darkness is released for the PlayStation in Europe and North America. What is Heart of Darkness? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't remember this. Um... Oh, Rampage says the game. That's... I mean, the music for that game was pretty catchy, too. Yeah. I don't remember this game at all. Mm -mm. From the French developer Amazing Studio. Uh, The role of a child named Andy as he attempts to rescue his dog, who has been kidnapped by shadow-like specters. Um, It's about a half an hour of storytelling cinematic sequences, thousands of 2D animated frames, and uses pre-rendered background scenery. Actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. There's no screenshots, but I would I would definitely check this out. And what kind of jerk would kidnap a dog? I know. Don't mess with the dog, man. Yeah, the dogs don't do anything. That's why I say be careful when you're playing The Walking Dead Season 2. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't mess with the dog, man. Uh, Brandon Rutledge, Heart of Darkness will make even the best gamer rage and break stuff. Really? Interesting. Hmm. I've been known to rage during games. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, last one's mine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, July 31st of 1999, the new Tetris is released for the N64. New Tetris? Oh, I remember this. I never played it, but I, I do remember either. the game. No, I, I never played this, but I love me some Tetris, though. I Tetris pull, is. I had to pull oh, myself away from uh, Tetris 99, man, because that game will suck you in and will not yep. let you go. 
It's terrible. I don't know if I told the story on the show or not, because I know I texted you about it. I made it into the top ten for the first time, and it was insane. Yeah. The highest I ever got was six. Sixth place, and it was yeah. insane how fast the stuff was dropping. Like, I couldn't even see what I was doing. I was just yeah. like, I was panicking while I was playing it. And then... um one of our old guests, uh, Scott Johnson, I, I saw him tweet last night. He said he was uh, he was playing and he he was in fourth place, and the battery on his switch light died. Oh <laughs> no! Like, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That would be something that would happen to me. <laughs> I'm a number two. I'm number two. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Mother trucker. Yeah. Um, before we go into the review for tonight, Derek has some shout outs. Yeah, so as always, we like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to give a big shout out to Armez Jackson, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, and Randy Bailey. Thank you guys, as always, for keeping the lights on for us. And because we are at the $50 level, our next audio commentary track, I did post the video on Patreon, but I'll go ahead and reveal it, will be Street Fighter. Yes. So we will be reviewing, or not reviewing, we'll be doing a commentary track for Street Fighter for our next bonus show. And if you want to hear those bonus episodes way before everybody else, you can just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and be a part of our awesome Patreon. The movie that had a Frenchman playing a super American fighter hero. <laughs> because why not? Why not? And poor Raul Julia, it was his final role before succumbing to stomach cancer. But hey, what a role to go out on, though. Well, That's at least true. Everybody knows that that was his final role. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I still like that movie. I don't care what anybody says. I'll watch it. And I'm excited it's a good, to watch it. It's a good, bad movie. Yeah, it is. It's definitely good, bad. Yeah. Um, but tonight, That'll I am going to be talking about... Biolab Wars from Forever Entertainment and Colibri Game Studio, um, which is weird because I wrote to them this week, Colibri Games, and asked them if we could get a uh, um, a code to give away on the show, and they wrote me back and they said, you have the wrong company. The one you're looking for is Colibri Game Studios, which is a Spanish company. They're a German company. And I'm like, well, that's not confusing at all. No, not at all. Spelled the same, and the only thing different is the right one says studio. Like, really? That's weird. That's ridiculous. An alien lab experimenting on Earth. It's time to call the mercenary team on duty to sweep the invaders by firing, beating, and bombing. Inspired by the 8-bit games and by the movies from the 80s, your goal is to blow things up, defeat aliens, and fight bizarre bosses in this platformer 2D with classic mechanics 
Count on the help of power-ups, grenades, and companions, but don't forget, you are the one-man's army. Hooah. Um, yeah, uh, there are three characters that you you can pick from in this in this game. There is Finn, the bodybuilder and former Marine, um, who is a former grill man and former television technician. There is Becca, the deadliest, the deadliest and toughest girl on the planet, and Teddy, the armored dog, who suffered experiment, experiments in this alien lab and now wants revenge or to just find its owner. So I was kind of disappointed because there's no difference in the characters when you play the game. Like, this is a, a run-and-gun, sort of Contra-esque, you know, side-scrolling platformer. Um... And it's fun, but it's kind of simple. And there are three characters to choose from, the Finn, Becca, and Teddy. And it really just depends on what your what aesthetic you like to play in the game because there's really no difference in all the characters. They all have the same gun. There there's no sort of there's no advantage or disadvantage to to each character. They're all exactly the same, just a different skin. But um, but there is seven levels to the game. Uh, there's all kind of um, weapons and power-ups you can get throughout the game. And like I said, it's, it's fairly easy, I would say. It, it's not too much of a challenge. I finished this game, and I'd say over the course of a day, uh, a couple of days, it probably took me maybe an hour and a half, two hours to finish the whole game. Um, so if you're looking for, and and the graphics are pretty good. I mean, they're kind of that in between eight bit and sixteen bit look that you know the indie games have these days. Like it's a little bit more of a color palette. It's sort of like sixteen bit, like eight bit games with a sixteen bit color palette is what it is. Um, and like I said, the, the, it's it's not very hard. The boss battles are pretty easy once you figure out the, uh, the the patterns that they have. Each boss fight only has two phases. So even if you die the first time you go to the boss fight, as long as you have extra lives, <coughs> you'll start right back at the boss fight and be able to defeat the boss because once you figure out the, the pattern, it's easy to, uh, to, to defeat the boss. But... I gotta say, I mean, just the whole aesthetic of the game, the look of it, the feel of it, I had a lot of fun playing it. I mean, if you're looking for a, a super hard side-scroller that's gonna take you hours to beat, this ain't it. If you're looking something for, like, a, a huge challenge, this ain't it. This is more... This is what I've been craving lately. Just a kind of fairly easy, not too challenging side-scroller, kind of mindless shooter. And this is exactly what I got with this game. And I think I got it for like 49 cents on sale on the Switch store. It might still be on sale, but it's not normally that expensive. I think it's like a $2 game. But uh, but like I said, there there's not much. I mean, you I, I told you the story. You have to go through the game to you know, defeat the aliens that are experimenting on earth and it's it's so 80s it's ridiculous because you know because like the the main character guy um finn he's sort of like the 
you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character and like you've got the one I played the most was Teddy, the armored dog, because why would you not play an armored dog? Through That's the who I game? would play as in a heartbeat. So there's like I said, there's no advantage to one character over another. It's just whatever you feel like playing as. And when I saw the dog, I was like, I'm playing the dog. You have to play as the dog. Yeah, absolutely. So it's fun. I'm not going to say it's it, it's super challenging or anything like that, but if you're looking for just something, a game that you can just lay in bed and sort of just have fun playing uh, a side-scrolling shooter, this is the perfect game to play. And like I said, it's not expensive. It's only like 50 cents. So you can't go wrong picking this up right now. Actually, right now, it's no longer on... Uh, on sale, it's a dollar ninety nine on the Switch, which still it's two dollars. Yes. That, that's nothing. Two bucks for yeah, a couple of hours worth of of fun. I'm gonna get this just to see, you know what? Like, obviously, you know, actually play through everything that you're talking about. I, I watched a little bit of the the trailer that's attached to this article, and it, it it looks you know exactly like what you said. That kind of hybrid between yeah. NES, SNES. It has like 8-bit graphics with a 16-bit color palette. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. It's just yeah. looking at the artwork in it. And something about these games just really makes me want to develop my own indie game like this. Like, I would love to do just a really short, like, cool side-scroller uh, shooter experience that's like, yeah. you know, cost somebody a buck to play. Uh, Axeblade yeah. asked me if I have played Blazing Chrome yet. Same style of game as Contra. Um, no, I haven't played it yet, but I will definitely look it up and pick it up because I'm in the mood for this right now. Uh, that's why I picked up that game. Let me look up and make sure that's the name of that game. Is it Goblin? Goblin. Yeah, it's called Mix Go Goblin Sword. Yeah. Uh, it is, that, I was such in the mood... I saw the trailer for this, and I was like, I have to have this game right now. Um, and it is, I'm not, I don't think, it's $4.99 normally. And uh, from the the fun I've had so far, I would say the $4.99 is definitely worth it for this game. It's got that sort of, it's got like a that Zelda sort of feel to it, but it's a side-scroller. <coughs> But you're you're going through levels and picking up uh, money, and you're busting up pots for gems and things like that, and getting money, and you're going back to the store, and you're upgrading your weapon and all that stuff. So it's got like a RPG quality to it, and I'm having a ton of fun with it. I gotta check that out. Oh yeah, Mixmaster. There are if you're into indie games, the Switch is where you need to be. Right Absolutely. Now. It is the indie game console to have right now. Yep. Uh, he also asks, if I bought a Switch, what three games should I get minus Breath of the Wild? Because he played it on Wii U. Hmm. Oh, I'd definitely say Mario Odyssey. Yep, that would be one. Um, I haven't played Link's Awakening yet, but I'm going to say Link's Awakening. Yeah, that would be my number two. Um, what would, and what would then... My third, and you might differ 
you know, on your third choice, but my third would be Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. I mean, I would say Animal Crossing, but honestly, Animal Crossing is not really a game. It's more like a a relaxation app. <laughs> it's like a gardening app, and uh, it's it's chores the game is what it is. Got to sell them turnips. But the thing is, that, you know, with the Switch, there are so many cool indie games out there for relatively cheap. Like I said... Goblin Sword right now is four ninety nine. Totally worth it. Um, uh, Bio Lab Wars is a dollar ninety nine. You know, I bought it uh, for I think fifty cents when I got it on sale. And there's just so many cool indie games on the the Switch right now that it's it, it ten bucks will get you three or four games, indie games that are great. Mm hmm. No, Switch is absolutely worth it for, yeah. for all those reasons that we listed. Let's see. Let's see. The critics' reviews for Biolab Wars Metacritic. Uh, it does not have any critic reviews yet. User reviews. It came out in November, so you would think there would be some reviews. Yeah. Um, there's only one, one review on here for, under users, and they gave it a 10. Uh, said the game is incredibly good for its price, especially. Uh, uh, no, it just says that it's good for the price. Um, like they're back in the SNES times. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's got that feel to it, but it's not as hard as some of the old SNES. Like Contra on the Super Nintendo is ridiculous. <laughs> like I don't even want to play that game. It's so freaking hard. But yeah, I I give this game. I mean, I'm not gonna give it anything too high. I'd say this is a good solid C, a seven out of ten. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's it's not a, a grade A, gotta have it kind of game, but it's a good time waster and it's a fun game. And I I love these type of really short indie title experiences, and I love the fact that I can play it and beat it. In, you know, a couple of hours. Like Curse of the Moon, when I first played that. You know, I went through it. it. took me a couple of hours to get through it the first time, but then the second time I went through it, it took me less than an hour to get through it a second time. And I'll echo Axblade07's statement in the chat. For that price, still sounds well worth it. For $2... Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah. But, that's but no, my, I, I, think, I think seven's fair. Yeah. That's that's my review for it. Like I knew I wasn't gonna have a whole lot to say about it because if you're into this type of stuff, you're just into it. And right now, I'm really into what cool indie titles can I find for the Switch. And it all I always seem to come across cool stuff like this one. And there's always sales going on, so I always kind of keep an eye out on the sales on the Switch for indie games. And when I come across stuff like this. And when I bought this, I essentially got this for free because it was only 50 cents, but I bought it when I bought Curse of the Moon 2, which was $15, which then gave me enough uh, credits, one of the, the gold and silver um, Switch credits, to get yeah. this for free, essentially. So basically, I got this for free for buying Curse of the Moon 2. Yeah. 
That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, and I think my next review is definitely going to be Goblin Sword, and I would love for you to play it so we can kind of maybe do a dual review of it. I think you'll really get a kick out of it because the it's just the controls, man. The controls are so tight and perfect, and you just want to play it and find all the little secret areas, and you, you go through the level, and you see what you missed, when it goes through all the stuff that you could have gotten through the level, and you're like, oh, I missed a, a gym or I missed a chest, and you go back through and you finally stumble upon like a, a hidden area, and you're like, oh, I finally found it. And it's like this total uh, dopamine hit, <laughs> and it's totally, you know, it's, it's, it's charging my gaming engine right now. Yeah. No, I, I'll get it this weekend. And I'll, I'll check it out for sure. So I just have up... to decide: do I do I want to review Mission Impossible <laughs> or Dragon's Lair? Um, I'm. Hold on. Do I have a? Does anybody have a coin? <laughs> do you have a coin on you? You can uh, you can flip. Uh, not directly at me. No. Uh, I don't have a coin to flip. Actually, hang on. Let me. Um, I've got the Avengers coin I used oh, in the okay. coin yeah. toss video. All right, stand All right. by. I'll be right back. Oh yeah, the Contra collection is nice. I want to get that too. Uh, I love all the Contra games, but man, that Contra for uh, Contra Three for the Super Nintendo is just ridiculously hard. All right, so All right we, got, I'm back. we got the coin. All right, so oh. <laughs> thank you. This is a special Avengers Endgame opening weekend commemorative coin. All right. So you have the big A right here. That'll okay. be heads. Okay. Then we have the full Endgame logo that's going to be tails. All right. I'm going to say heads will be Mission Impossible. Okay. And tails will be Dragon's Lair. All right. Here we go. It is heads. So it's Mission Impossible? It is Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is going to be fun. That's To use, uh, I mean, it's going to sound like slightly vulgar, but it's really the only analogy I can think of. It's either choosing between getting punched or yeah. kicked in the dick. <laughs> They're both uh, going to suck. Yeah, but Axe you get Blade, your choice. Axeblade did kind of get it. He said Mission Impossible is at least a game, a horrible game, but a game unlike the very limited interactive cartoon like Dragon's Lair. So the the coin made the right decision. Yeah, we'll save. Uh, I think you should save Dragon's Lair for a uh, horror movie or uh, horror Halloween horror month. Halloween horror month because yeah. it's going to be a horror to play it. Absolutely. Something like that. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, you'll, you'll um, hit the Rage episode next week because I have a feeling Derek's going to hate Mission Impossible. I have a feeling I will, too. I, I've seen nothing from the game, but I have already, like, I'm not looking forward to it. It's terrible. It's so bad. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I said I was going to review a bad game, <laughs> so I, I will keep my word. But uh, what is this uh, in the end of show notes? End weekly contest? Okay, so I know I put this on Twitter, not on the Nerd Cave Retro one, but on my um, personal one. 
a couple of weeks back. So here in Pensacola, there's a local newspaper called In Weekly. And every year they do a best of the coast contest where they do like best restaurant, like best wedding venue, um, you know, best tourist attractions, stuff like that. Well, they started a best podcast category. And I've originally I wasn't going to really worry about it, but I was like, you know what? Why not try it? So I've kind of put my uh, my podcast in the in the race to try and win best podcast so you should um, um, put the link in the uh on the uh, the nerd cave retro twitter and facebook yeah that's what i'm gonna do because the the link is way too long to actually spell it's not like a simple website you can go to it's a the ballot is all right in so like you could literally if you want to go in and just vote for my show and submit it you can do that yeah so i'll um i'll share that because uh, voting ends uh, at the end of the month, which is in only a couple of days. Oh, so I'm going to have to go vote for you. Yeah, so I, it'd be kind of cool to, to do it. You know, I figure, why not at least try? So uh, if anybody who's listening, just look at the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter or Facebook and vote for the Derek Diamond Experience as best podcast of Pensacola. And uh, we usually like to read listener emails and stuff, but we haven't really gotten too many emails lately. We've gotten uh, stories and stuff. But uh, but you guys, I was actually thinking, what if we compiled a few, uh, uh, some something for the uh, 200th episode? Like maybe some uh, short sound files or uh, write us, you know, what do you think we should do, Derek? Something maybe like what's your best gaming memory or something like that or what do you miss most about you know gaming from the 90s or the 80s that's not a bad idea and we could just compile them like give everybody a due date yeah and then you know we can compile them and just like as a segment on the show we can play them i I like that idea a lot we could do like you know favorite old school game and you know what you miss most about like that era of gaming. Yeah. So let, let's, I um, dig that. Let's do that. And if you want to send us like a 30 second, uh, voice clip, like on your phone or whatever, and email it to us. Um, we've got what, like three more months before we hit 200. We're what? 12 episodes away. So that's what roughly three months. Yes. Yeah, about three months. Yeah. So, so I give you about three months to get us uh, a 30 second clip or, or just, uh, you know, write it down something we can read. But I want to do something um, special for the 200th episode. And I think that would be fun to have a segment of the show where we have listeners um, send us some of their favorite gaming memories or something they miss that's you know not part of gaming anymore. Something, something to do with uh, retro gaming. If my uh, math is correct, our 200th show will air on October 21st. Ooh. Ooh, right in the middle of Halloween Horror Month. Yes. I'm actually thinking about doing um, something similar on my show, too. Do like a like a Halloween movie horror month. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Oh, uh, why don't you... Since we did Halloween 3, and you very much liked Halloween 3... Oh, we didn't even mention that about the Pensacon yeah, announcement. I think we should do a segment of the show from now on where we do Pensacon announcements or Pensacon news because 
what dropped today floored me. Like, I have not been this excited about a celebrity in my entire six years of going to Pensacon. Like, as soon as you told me this, I was freaking out. Literally freaking <laughs> out. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, Tom Atkins, who was the lead actor in Halloween 3, which is a movie that the two of us have very much defended, you know, and you actually introduced me to it. Yes. He is going to be at Pensacon. I am going, I have Halloween 3 on VHS. I'm going to have him sign my VHS copy of Halloween 3. And I want to get a picture with him. And if I can, we've got to get an interview with him. I, I we have to, and I, I I'm so I can't even talk. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> like I, I haven't been this excited since I met Bruce Campbell, and that's high praise. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've done interviews at like, I mean, I, I've used to record panels that I've moderated. And I just use those as podcasts, but I mean, I'd be, I'd be all for, you know, if we try and get an interview with him. Yeah, we have to. Why not try? I want to ask him everything there is to know about that movie. Because I love Halloween 3. Halloween 3 is literally one of my favorite horror movies, science fiction horror movies of all time. And <clears throat> I know people hate it, but if you just look at the movie without, just without the bias of being a Halloween movie, you know, it, it, yeah, it's it's a great movie, and it really well, is. I must be getting famous because I've been getting bots lately in the Twitch chat. <laughs> well, you know, you're getting famous when you get bots. Yeah, where's where's Rampage? Boot him, Rampage. <laughs> you have the power, and Axe Blade too. I think you guys both have the power to boot the bots. Bye, bye. <laughs> Now, as soon as I saw that, like, I actually said, holy shit, out loud. Yeah. Whenever I saw that announcement. Now, I instantly took a screen cap, and I was like, I have to send this to Jason, because he will lose his mind. I was at work, and you sent it to me, and I literally, I was looking at my phone, and I started shaking. And I was trying to, like, text you back, like, what? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so excited. Booty. Yeah, we... (laughs) <laughs> they booted him. Yeah. <laughs> no, we got to try and get some type of an interview with him. That'd be great. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. That I, I'm so excited for Pensacon now. Like, you have no idea. I feel like I'm about to meet, like, Randy Savage or something. It's like, <laughs> I can't. It's so, like, he's just, I can't believe they got him there. Well, I mean, he was also, like, he was in The Fog. He was in Escape yeah. from New York. He was in uh, Lethal Weapon. He, I mean, He's it, done a lot of stuff. He's the next best thing to actually meeting John Carpenter. Because he's been yeah. in, like, every John Carpenter movie. So it's in a way we're, like, vicariously talking to John Carpenter. Yeah, exactly. We could be t- <laughs> we're going to be interviewing him, and he's going to get mad. Because we're going to be asking nothing but John Carpenter questions. <laughs> no, that's, that's great and all, but yeah, yeah. tell us more about Mr. Carpenter. Uh, whoa, did uh, Axe Blaze said he's got to thinking about Halloween 3 and the commercial song. Happy, happy, happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Do I Halloween, still have that Halloween, Happy, happy Halloween. Uh, Silver Shamrock. Oh, man, I don't have it on here anymore. 
I used to have it on my uh, soundboard, but I got I think I got rid of it. That was actually, I loved that whole thing we did last year where we did Halloween 1 and 2 recap on this show and did Halloween 3 on my show. Yeah. We we should do something like that again for Halloween week. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely want to do that again. Didn't we have Joey on for uh, the Halloween? For both three? of them, yeah. Both of them, yeah. That was fun. Because we literally did both back to back. And then I remember we, we did it like really early in the day. Mm-hmm. Because we, we finished at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, and we were talking about other, other horror movies. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen Scream before. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it. We should do And I went on like a horror binge. Um, what should we... Should we do? maybe do the Evil Dead series this year? I'd be okay with that. Because we could do Evil Dead 1 and 2 for this show, and then do Army of Darkness for the Derek Diamond experience. And or actually, maybe we could do a couple episodes because we've also got Ash versus Evil Dead to do. Have you watched that yet? I have not, dude. Start that this weekend. It's on Netflix. Go watch it before it goes away, please. Ash versus Evil Dead is so good. I mean, we could do that. We could do um, we could do Evil Dead one and two for this show. And then Ash versus Evil Dead for mine. Yeah, let's do that. Because we got to throw Army of Darkness in there, too. Okay. I mean, we could do... I mean, we could figure it out. I mean, it's like three months away. And then do we do we throw in the, uh, the Evil Dead remake, too, that they did in 2013? Because that's still technically canon in uh, the Evil Dead universe. When did... Um... When did Army of Darkness come out? 93, I think. Okay. Hmm. I was going to say we could do like classic Evil Dead for this show and more modern Evil Dead for mine. Yeah. Well, we could do one, two, and three for this show and then mm-hmm. just do maybe a supersized episode um, or split it into two or something like that. And then we could do. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead and the new Evil Dead for Derek Diamond Experience. If we split it into two shows, like say we do Evil Dead 1 and 2 for this show, and then maybe do Evil Dead 3. I don't know, like, I, I'm trying to think, like, we could do, like, we could split it into two show, two episodes for this show and two episodes for mine. Yeah, I was thinking, because that's a lot of stuff to go through for two episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love so, I mean, Evil Dead series. That's one, of, that's one of my favorite horror series. The, uh, there is actually an Evil Dead musical here in town. I know. Was I, actually... have, I wanted to see it, and I didn't get to see it because I actually have the poster for that somewhere. It was here. good. Yeah, I've had the poster for that for years and was wanting to see it, but I think it was only ever playing in like New York or something like that. And mm-hmm. then it finally came to where I could see it and I didn't get to go see it. That's always how it goes. Yeah. I knew uh, you mentioned this a while back, but for my show, I would love to do a John Carpenter retrospective. Oh, I'm down for that. John Carpenter is my favorite director. Because let's see, I'd have... I'm looking at a calendar for October now. 
we would have for this show we would have four weeks to fill for um for Halloween Horror Month. And then for my show I would have five because October first is well no, because this show is technically how would we do that? Because well, we do the live show on the thirtieth. Here's what we could do. Since we have four weeks, why don't we do two of those weeks? We'll do uh, a game, one for me, one for you, and then we'll do the movies for the last two week in, two weeks of the month. I think that sounds perfect. Because it's it's getting harder and harder to, to find retro uh, horror games to play at this point, because we've been doing this for four years. I think we've played pretty much every horror game there is to play at this yeah. point. So maybe we should start dialing it back and actually start doing some movies. You know what I wouldn't mind doing, too? Some of the scarier episodes of Ghostbusters, the the real Ghostbusters, like uh, the Sandman episode, um, the, uh, the uh, uh, what's his name, the Boogeyman episode. Mm -hmm. Those are scary. We could do those. I'd be totally down with that. I'm down for coming out with a bunch of content in uh in in October cuz I'm a Halloween junkie. Yeah, Halloween's really grown on me the last few years, so I'm I'm totally down for that. Yeah. Well, Mixmaster, I I haven't done the first Resident Evil. I've done the original Resident Evil 2 for Nintendo 64 and I reviewed the other uh, remake. Yeah, but I've never done the original, so I may do that this year. Um, they have it on Switch right now, I think. For uh, let's see, let me just take a quick gander because I know it's on sale right now. Because I want to say I was going to do it. Might have been Resident Evil Four. Yes, yeah. I was going to review that, but I never did. So I mean, that that can be my one, you know, October review. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Resident Evil. Oh, why do I have to put a game uh, age verification? Come on, Nintendo. I just want to look at the game. Uh, it is right now twelve ninety nine on the uh, Switch Store. That's not bad. I may go ahead and no, get it's that not. this week. I still got a few bucks left on my credit. Plus, I got five dollars coming from uh, GameStop. Uh, actually, after tomorrow, I can go Friday, get my five dollars, and heck uh, yeah, Nintendo money from GameStop. So I'm gonna do I that. I'll get Resident Evil and I'll play that for uh, for Halloween this year, and uh, uh, I'll have everything to where I can actually stream it too. So I may stream it this year. Look at us making plans in advance. Yeah, I like this. Uh, sorry, the uh, the show's going so so long. We're just I like making plans, and everybody here is in the chat room, uh, so I figure we might as well do this while everybody's here. <laughs> yeah, why not? Courage, the cowardly dog. Where did that come from? <laughs> I, lo I love that show, but I don't know why. I, I looked in the chat room, and all I saw was Courage, the cowardly dog. I haven't watched that show in a long time. I would love to do a Friday the 13th retrospective, but honestly, at this point, there are so many Friday the 13th movies. I don't know if I could sit through all of them. It, I think it would have to be like a certain number, because I, I think the same with Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. There are so many that I'd rather do just like, say we're going to watch the original three. Yeah. I would Which we say... did a... um. 
we did a, a review of the original Nightmare on Elm Street on the show a couple of years ago. Yes, we did. Because both, both Wally and Joey were on the yeah. show. And I wouldn't want to do the remake because I did not like the remake at all. It, I never it, saw it. It was way too, I don't know. It just didn't have the, even though the original was, was creepy and scary, it had a lot of heart to it. And that, it was just missing from the remake. I don't know. It was just, it, I didn't like it as much. Well, you know what the best horror movie of all time ever is, right? They live. <laughs> oh, just from sheer terror, Double Dragon. Oh yeah, that, my movie was terrible. <laughs> I'll, I could, I can't handle watching that movie again. I, I'm it too scared me, to watch it. Gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well let's go ahead and get out of here for tonight. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let me play our music here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro where you can go throw us a couple of bucks a month to help keep the lights on. And also, if we stay above that $50 level, we will do the extra episodes every month of the commentary tracks for all the uh, cool movies from back in the day, with the exception of Double Dragon. But if you can't do that, can't leave us a couple bucks a month, leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. Yeah. say forgiveness is divine but never pay full price for late pizza hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.